Have you ever wondered if it's even possible for God to restore the brokenness in your life? Have you struggled to dream again because you lost your way in a dark season? Well, I am so excited about today's conversation because it is going to encourage you that you are never too far from God's reach. Nothing is too broken or too messy for God's redemptive power. And I'm so excited for you to meet my guest today because she is so full of light that you would never believe the darkness that she walked through. So get ready, because this conversation with Emma Mullings is going to leave you full of faith and confidence that nothing is impossible with our God. Hey, everyone. Welcome to So Good Sisterhood. I'm your host, Julie Mullins, and my husband, Todd, and I pastor Christ Fellowship Church together. The So Good Sisterhood is a podcast that is all about investing in every girl from every generation. It's this opportunity to have relevant conversations every single month about living intentionally, leading confidently, and loving generously. And hopefully, it will leave you saying, that was so good. Well, hey, everyone. Welcome back to the So Good Sisterhood podcast. I'm your host, Julie Mullins, and I just want to say what an honor it is that you would join us today in this conversation and just be a part of our podcast family. And, you know, I am so pumped about today's episode because my good friend, Emma Mullins, is here in the studio. Emma is an Aussie-born and raised recording artist, and her resume includes television host, actress, radio host, and she's a mom of four incredible kids, and she is an amazing church leader and pastor. She and her husband, Terrence, planted History Makers Church in 2020, which means you are also like a warrior, right, to make it through 2020 (laughs) planting a church. Well, Emma, welcome to the show. And you know, as I was preparing for this time together, I just started, you know, thinking what some of our listeners might be thinking, you know, Aussie-born recording artist. I mean, how in the world did you get here to South Florida? And would you share just a little bit about your journey? Yep. I'm going to try and answer this very concisely because it is a long story, but it is as crazy as it sounds. It definitely is. I'm born and raised in country Australia, but moved to Sydney when I was 20. And yes, was doing well in media. And honestly, it's it's hard to explain it without without just being very direct and saying God called, and we Mm -hmm. said yes. So basically in 2014, uh, our pastor had asked us to do a campus in Sydney. My dad is a pastor in Australia. He lived in a different state. He'd asked us to take over his church. He was retiring. And my husband, Terrence, he went on a 40-day fast to seek God as to what God was calling us to do. We both were very involved in, in media in Australia and in our church and passionate about both. And after these 40 days, he came back and he said, it's South Florida. And I was like, what? <laughs> that wasn't on the list. So like a good wife, I said, well, I need to hear from God myself <laughs> because I am a pastor's kid. I know church planting is difficult. And I was like, listen, you want me running to God, not you when things are hard. So <laughs> so we decided in 2015 to come to Miami, go to Miami. To We had two kids at the time. Now we have four. And just put our feet on the ground. He he came regularly because right. he had ex- like extended family here in South Florida, in Miami, in Broward. And yeah, we came in 2015. And my prayer, as even as we touched down, I was like, okay, God, if this is where you're calling us, give me your heart for the people. Let me feel the weight that you feel, because that is what is going to be my my passion and right. my drive 
to give up everything to come and start a church in another country with no team because visas are very difficult and expensive mm-hmm. and yeah and honestly it was day two and I just I just knew this is where God had called us I felt the heaviness I felt the weight of just God's heart for the people in the area and there wasn't a question in my mind that this is where God's called us and it makes no sense absolutely no sense at all but we didn't move for four years after that we went back to Australia and during that time I felt that God was just very kind he just confirmed and confirmed and confirmed over and over again it got to the point where I felt like if we don't go we're being disobedient to what God has clearly asked us to do and we moved in 2019. Yes. And we met you. Actually, we met Terrence before you came. And then we met you in 2018, I believe, and just fell in love with you guys immediately. And it was obvious that God had called you to plant a church. But also, you know, I think that for some of you listeners, what you need to know is they did not have a team. They did not come over. You <laughs> literally built church from the ground up. Mm-hmm. And I remember going to lunch with you one day and and your your goal was every day before you had a building, before you had a church, before you had a small group, you would have one intentional conversation a day. I'm going to have one conversation a day to help other people know about Jesus. And before you actually had a church, you were being the church everywhere you went. I love it. And you know, Emma, this season of the podcast is all about carrying God's light into our everyday lives and becoming a reflection of Him. And that's why I had to have you on, because from the very first moment that I met you, you exude light. You are so, such a, you're, you, when you walk into a room, for those of you who can't see her right now, <laughs> you, know, you, you carry such a brightness and you carry just the presence of God. And I remember one of the first times we sat down over dinner and I um, mean, you began to share, I asked you to share your story and you began to share your story. And I was just blown away because I just thought, wow, I can't believe that someone who carries this much light had gone through that much darkness mm-hmm. because you have had such an amazing story of redemption. And I just thought it might be great for our listeners just to hear a little bit of your story of how God brought you from darkness into light. Would you mind sharing just a little bit of yeah. that? Yeah. Yep. Well, <laughs> all right. Let me try and say this quickly. So I'm a pastor's kid. My parents started a church in Australia in the 70s. And so I was born and raised in the church, but I had a lot of questions for God and a lot of frustrations. And my mom, when she was 37 years old, she passed away from lower intestinal cancer. And I was four years old. From the day we found out what it was to the day that she died, it was 12 weeks. And my oldest sister had already passed away. She was born severely brain damaged. She passed away just before her second birthday. So our family was, there was a lot, a lot of trauma. And my little sister, so mom had, you know, that she had four of us, but my oldest sister had passed away. My little sister is severely brain damaged, but she has a different kind of brain damage to my older sister who passed away. They don't know exactly what happened with Melanie. They think that's my little sister. They think maybe the umbilical cord got caught around her neck in the womb, but they don't know. But she's still alive today. She's two years younger than me. She can't walk, talk, or eat. She's fed pureed food. She's looked after by my dad and my stepmom. So it was Andrea, my older sister. It was was my brother, Cameron, me, and then Melanie. 
and and then mum passed away. So dad was left with three children and one severely brain damaged and Melanie was only two. So, you know, growing up kind of fast forward, dad remarried and I had my my little brother and I had a lot of questions for God because it was a spirit-filled church. I knew that God was real. And so I was very mad at God. I'm like, I know you're real. I know you heal. There were signs, wonders, miracles. Like I'd seen it. So I just did not understand why, especially when I knew the whole church was believing for mom's healing. Even even before mom passed away, she she the, literally two weeks after she'd passed away, she had a, a trip booked for Asia going to preach the gospel. And she's like, no, don't cancel it. Insisted that no one canceled it because God was going to heal her. So she believed in faith. Yeah. And even when she passed, she said to dad, like, if if God allows that to happen, you pray over my body, he will raise me from the dead. Like there wow. just wasn't a question in her mind. And so, but there were lots of questions in my mind. <laughs> and so growing up, I knew God was real, but I was very angry at God. And then in our church, I was sexually abused by someone in our church and I was just very angry. I left church when I was 14 because that is how old you need to be to get a job at McDonald's. So when I was 14 and nine months to the day, I got a job at McDonald's and I told them I can only work Sundays. And then I told my dad I got a job because we were a very low income family, but they only have Sunday shifts. So yeah, you know, when you're the pastor's kid, you kind of have to have a strategic exit. So that was my out. But I had left many years earlier in my heart. Like it was, it was looking back, honestly, I was just in trauma, in complete mm-hmm. trauma. I can't, I can't remember not feeling like as a young child, like I just, I just want to die. Like I would have thoughts like wow. that every single day. But I just wanted to be where my mum was and mum was in heaven. And so, you know, in the mind of a child, if you don't process, like you just kind of fill in the gaps yourself right. as to how I can fix this situation. So I left church and got involved in all kinds of stuff. You know, 16, met a boy, thought he was the one. He was not the one. Stayed with him for many years at 18, found out another young girl in our country town was pregnant with my boyfriend's baby. But stayed in that relationship because I just had no sense of self-worth or identity, no relationship with God, and truly just thought, this is just my life. Like, this is just how my life is. Like, things just don't really work out. At 20 years old, I, I moved to another state in Australia. I was very independent. I, I just figured things out myself, literally drove my car to another state 12 hours. Um, I really had a passion for music, but we'd grown up a low-income family. And my mum, before she passed, she was a recording artist in Australia. She released six albums. She was very well known. And I had a passion for music, but being a low-income family, you know, we couldn't afford piano lessons or music lessons. And so I had auditioned for this reality music show and I'd gotten through to the top 12. And it was just, it was just kind of the first time I thought, maybe I can actually make something of myself. Because I honestly just always felt like this is just my life, like I'll never, you know, achieve anything. And so basically I just, I remember opening the newspaper back then. Now remember, I'm 41 now. Okay. <laughs> it was the newspaper and, and just like looking for uh, different courses and different things. And I, I knew to actually leave that relationship, which was quite abusive, 
that I had to leave the country town. And if you've ever like lived in a country town and broken up with, you know, the first love, sometimes you need to exit the whole city. Okay. I'm not being dramatic. <laughs> like everyone knows everything. And so, you know, I, I opened the newspaper. I started looking for courses in other states. So I ended up moving to Sydney and was very involved in the music industry and just got involved in all kinds of stuff. I, I, I had no sense of self-worth or sense of identity and I would take anything to numb my pain. And honestly, some nights I was like, you know what, I might die tonight, but well, at least I'll get to be with mom again. Wow. That's just where I was, you know, in my thoughts. And, and I'd just always been in that place. I didn't know anything different. So in Sydney, you know, I got involved in all kinds of stuff. I ended up working at a strip club. By this time, you know, at 16, when I was in high school, I'd had an abortion. I had a lot of unresolved trauma and nobody to talk to. Wow. And in my mind, I just, I just wanted to be with my mom. It's like I'm just buying time on this earth because I just want to be with my mom. So basically, I ended up 20 years old, living in Sydney, involved in all kinds of stuff, but doing quite well in the music industry. So I had kind of two lives, two phones, two names, <laughs> two jobs. Wow. Because if you... If you have like what we would call in Australia, like a dodgy job, like, you know, one of those ones that you need a second phone for. Well, you actually have another job because you need to have a cover job because someone's going to ask, what do you do? Just mm -hmm. in case you're listening and you're like, how does it work? That's how it works. <laughs> so I had the two phones. And so at my normal job, like the legit job, it was a radio station. And basically one day there was this new guy on and they said, you know, we would drive around. It was kind of like. I guess in Miami Y100 station, we drive around and give away CDs because remember, you know, this yes. is 20 years ago. <laughs> We'd give away CDs to the listeners and they said, you know, there's this new guy. Can you just show him around and just show him what we do? We do live crosses on air. So this guy gets in the car and look, I was not the person I am today. <laughs> and I, you know, had a very colorful vocabulary and I didn't really like people. So we're driving around and he is just all sunshine and rainbows. He's like, oh, hallelujah. And I was, he just irritated me just because he was so happy. And so we're driving around and he turns the radio off and he puts on worship music. And I was like, now I know what worship music is. Remember, my mom was right. a worship recording artist, right? Mm -hmm. But I have not stepped in a church or listened to worship since I was a kid. And at this, at this point, I was 22. Wow. And... He's like, oh, do you know what this is? This is called worship music. <laughs> and I was like, I know what this is. Like, I honestly, I, I probably manifested a demon. Who knows? I had, I told him in very colorful language where I was about to put that CD, if you continue to play it. And so he started asking me questions and I'm like, yes, I know what worship music is. You know, I told him about my mom who he had heard of. He's like, really? You're like her daughter? And I was like, Yeah. <laughs> And so he was, you know, very involved in his local church, which ironically was a church plant. And he was like, you know, you should come along. He knew I was involved with music. He's like, you'd love the music. He was inviting me to church every single Sunday. He would call, text, offer to pick me up. And I was like, mm, no. Nah. I, I remember thinking like, been there, done that. Right. And I know exactly how this works. I was, mm -hmm. I was like, you guys think you're the players, but I'm the coach. Like, mm -hmm. I know. I know. <laughs> All those happy what you're people doing. out the front. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so... He would do this every Sunday for three months. After three months, I remember I remember the day waking up, seeing that familiar text after a massive night out 
and just thinking, oh gosh, this guy's never going to stop. I'm just going to go check it out. So I went um, by myself because mm-hmm. I'm not going to, you know, I know they're going to ask that prayer at the end and mm, I'm going to exit before then. There we go. <laughs> so I went by myself and I had such a oh, such a tension within myself when I walked in the building because the presence of God was in that place. And I realized the first time I stepped foot in there, I realized I was so confused, but mm-hmm. uh, because I, that thing that I thought I'd always missed, I thought that it was my mom, but it wasn't. It was the presence of God. Wow. And I realized when I stood in that place, I'm like, this is what I've missed this whole time. <laughs> For over, almost 20 years at that point, I was 22. Mm-hmm. So almost 20 years, I thought I've missed my mum, but it's actually the presence of God that I miss. And, you know, I had a whole lot going on inside, but stayed till the end, but left before they, you know, gave that altar call. And, but I went back, I went back each week, you know, I was very cautious, mm. extremely cynical, right. <laughs> <laughs> extremely <laughs> cynical. And I remember they were talking about an ex-mafia boss from America who was coming to speak at one of their campuses. And I remember thinking, oh, finally someone I can relate to. Like, <laughs> that's actually what I thought. My people, my people like, have oh, shown up. I feel like, I feel like they'll, they'll understand my life. And so I went by myself to hear this ex-mafia boss. And honestly, I just, I just needed to hear his story to even comprehend wow. that God can restore anything right not just the stuff that has happened to me because a lot had happened to me but I'd also done a lot as well mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I'm like okay I had to hear his story you know that and just to even comprehend God can fix everything yeah and I remember at the end of the service that night they gave that you know that question do you want to invite Jesus into your life and I ran down the front like wow I was all in and I just remember standing on the altar with my hands lifted to heaven and saying to God if you can just heal me. I just was so aware of how highly dysfunctional I was as a human being. Right. I'm like, if you can just heal me, I will do whatever you ask me to do for the rest of my life. If you want to connect with some friends and dig deeper into the content from the podcast today, we've created a resource just for you. It's called Show Notes Plus. And Show Notes Plus gives you access to the notes from today's episode, discussion questions, key scripture verses, and links to additional resources, and even some devotionals. So make sure you click the link in our show notes so you don't miss out on the chance to dive deeper. And so fast forward, I made that decision and I made very, very big changes very quickly. I I left the job. I got a new job literally the next week, like a nine to five. Right. Like, like all of y'all That's good. Have, yes. Like you all wear clothes During all the, the time. Day. Yes. yes. Yeah. I got one of those. Good job. I got rid of my phone. I, cu- I moved out of the house I was living in because I realized I needed to change my circle. Just big, dramatic changes. Mm-hmm. Everyone thought I was crazy. They thought I joined a cult. Like, they're like, what's happened to her? Mm-hmm. But I just knew, oh my gosh, there's more. I was just awakened to yeah. the, the possibility that there is so much more for me. And so basically at the time, remember, although I had all this dodgy stuff going on, I yeah. also was doing well in the music industry. I had a development deal with a major label. So at the time, we were about to come to America to record a single just for three months. And the night that I'd given my life to Jesus, just in their announcements, they had talked about how they had a Bible college. 
And in the weeks that followed, I could not shake the thought that God was asking me to go to Bible college. But I was having these arguments with him because I'm like, right. me? Like, I'm just trying not to cuss. <laughs> like, like, can we just start at the beginning of this Christian journey? Also, do they do background checks? Because who is going to let me into a Bible college? Like, so we're having these conversations and through a range of different things, um, including my piano teacher at the time me just telling him what had happened. And he, he emailed me that night. He's like, I didn't even know he was a Christian. Right. He said, me and my wife have prayed about it. I feel like you should, I feel like you should throw in mm-hmm. this contract and go to Bible college. And I'm like, how am I going to get out of this contract? He's like, I'm going to do it all. I'm going to get you out of this contract. And so basically, long story short, I threw in the deal. I started Bible college three months after get, wow. meeting Jesus again. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it was the best decision I ever yeah. made. I mm-hmm. I personally just needed to be in the presence of God every day. I needed to be under good teaching of the word every day. I needed to be in worship every day. I needed the free therapy, that free Christian counseling for all the students. I was there every single right. week. And, you know, it's healing is a process. Yes. The Bible talks about the renewing of your mind. It's a yeah. process, but... I was all in for the process and it, you know, it took a few years. There was a lot of layers. The Holy Spirit is so kind. He's one thing at a time, Emma. But we got there and honestly, I can, he's just, I just, I can't even articulate like how grateful I am for the immense healing, redemption, restoration. Beautiful. He's rest- he restored everything, and if anything, I-, I always say he's given me double for my trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's so good. I mean, there's so many things I could just like stay here all day and talk to you about this. But the first thing that came to my mind was the scripture. It says that it's his kindness that leads us to repentance. Mm-hmm. That that he was so kind, but it was re- what you needed was repentance. Like yeah. repentance is like a 180 degree turn. And when you got to that place, it really was his kindness to draw you back into the purpose of that he prepared you for, you know? And I also love what you said, you know, you knew, you knew God, you had a relationship with him early in your life and you intentionally walked away Mm -hmm. and how good is God. I just feel like someone needs to hear that. That even if you made some intentional choices, you are never too far from where God's love can reach you. You are, you're you're closer. There's no place you can go. Psalm 139 says, you know, there's no place, even if you feel like you're at the ends of the earth when you're in the depths of of some of the places that you were in, mm-hmm. you know, yep. dark places that that his love extends there, it reaches there. You're, it's never too late to be who you could have been. And just I, I love that the Holy Spirit pursued you. Yeah. And when you had that revelation that it was not your your mom that you missed, of course, there is a portion that you have to grieve your mom's loss. But what you missed was the very presence of God. Yeah. And how, you know, the Holy Spirit, the 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 word for Holy Spirit is parakletos, means to come alongside your mom had come alongside you and comforted you as a child. Mm-hmm. And yet the God did not abandon you, that the Holy Spirit was was the comforter that he wanted you to be in the presence of God so that you could experience that. And yeah. I feel like, you know, even though the church was the place where of a lot of pain for you, mm-hmm. but it was also the place of healing. It was also the place where you experienced the deep, the depth of of healing that he had for you. And I think sometimes we get that confused. We we when we have bad experiences in the church, we blame the church, right? Yeah. But the church is made up of imperfect people. And I think to see you now and to see your love for the body of Christ, your love to make the bride beautiful, your love to, you know, to make sure that what happened to you doesn't happen to somebody else, Mm -hmm. not to abandon, 
the the bride of Christ, but to to do all we can to make it beautiful. So, yeah. oh my goodness, there were so many things that you said, <laughs> but you know, one of the things, really beautiful story. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for your vulnerability in that. One of the things that that I've I've watched, you know, you you are a gifted songwriter. And we're going to link some of your songs in the show notes so that you guys can hear some of the beautiful artistry and creativity. But you wrote a song called Skinny Roads mm. about following the road of God's calling, which is not always a wide, easy road, yeah. right? But you encourage people to have faith and courage to follow God's direction and take the next step, even when that road looks dark. And so, you know, we might have some of our listeners today who find themselves on a dark road. They may feel like the lights have gone out because there was a point where you felt hopeless, right? You felt yeah. like all I want to do is go to the place where my mom is. But they might they might feel like the lights have gone out on their dreams, on their future, on their purpose. And what what encouragement would you have for them having walked that road and come out the other side? Whew, so much. Um, I think God works all things together for good, Romans mm-hmm. 8, 28. So none of your story is wasted. Right. Like he makes sure none of our lives is wasted. And he's so kind to do that. Like somehow he just finds a way to just work it all together. And I think it is never too late to dream again, to yes. ask God, like, what is it that you have for me? Because he has a plan and purpose for right. our life, which is so much better than we could even try and right. put together ourselves. And he wants us to fulfill the purpose that he's put us on this earth for more than we even mm-hmm. want to. Um, like he is so for us. And I think people forget that. Like he right. he created you. Like he has a purpose. He's excited about you and your future. And I, I think just I would remind them, hey, Jesus is still on the throne. Mm-hmm. Like he hasn't gotten off today. Mm-hmm. He hasn't forgotten you. Right. Like nothing is too broken. Nothing is too messy. Like God is not scared of your story. He already knows it all because he was there the whole time. Right. Remember? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. as you take steps towards him, he runs towards you. Like he is the the passionate, loving, excited father saying, let's do this because mm-hmm. you have a purpose and let's do this together. Mm-hmm. I think the key is doing it together yes. with him. But honestly, having experienced the restoration that only God can do, I would just remind them, Luke 137, nothing is impossible. Like right. Absolutely nothing is impossible. Mm-hmm. So dream big because right. he's the God of the impossible. He will He will walk you through it. Right. And you know that that guy that like was in the car with oh you? Oh my gosh, I didn't. That I didn't, led, I didn't that was that. make you listening to worship songs. That guy. That guy, I actually married him. <laughs> I, I married him. That. I did. Mm-hmm. He was very patient. He had to wait like a few years for me to get my life together. Mm-hmm. But he waited so patiently yeah. as like my friend. But he really was just my friend. Just right. So you all know. Yeah. You were so, in the friend zone for a long time yeah. until. But I would just, let me just say, I do not recommend Flirt to Convert. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Right. Unless you're going to be prepared to sit there and wait mm-hmm. while they do three years of therapy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I did marry him. Mm-hmm. He's amazing. Yes. Karen's my husband. I think, that, I think that is. That's, you know, if you're going to flirt to convert, the. You know, the stipulation is you have to be willing to wait, to for, wait them. for them and three years of therapy that, you know, that that might be Honestly, a good. Honestly, it was a good three years. Yeah. Like. It's, it's, <laughs> I'm not exaggerating. <laughs> yeah. But I love it because you you had a breakthrough moment where you just laid it all out there. You made some really dramatic changes, right? Yeah. But there was a process. And oh, yeah. I would say that you would say, because I've heard you say this, <laughs> that that you're still in process. Right? Always. That not, haven't arrived. How long have you been married now? We've been married 15 years. 15 years. Yep. And you have four incredible kids. Four kids. And, yep. you know, 
and our childhood doesn't get to stay in our past. Mm-hmm. We, you know, we end up kind of circling some things over and over. It doesn't mean that we're stuck. It just means there's a complete refining work that he continues to do yeah. so that we can be transformed and come formed into his likeness. And, yep. you know, you have a blog, which we'll put a link to that in the show notes also. But you make this statement. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read it. You said in one of your blog posts, there are good things and there are God things. There are many good things that I can do with my time, my talents. But when I really seek God and find out the God goals for this year, that's where I find my sweet spot. So for those people that are listening, how do you discern between what's a good <laughs> thing and a God thing? Because a lot of God things are good things. A lot of good yeah. things are God. How do you discern? The- that is a big question. I think, I mean, for me, everybody hears God's voice differently. For me, I'm very Holy Spirit led and ever since really coming back into connection with Jesus at 22 I I don't want to do anything I lived my own way for many many years and made a complete mess of it so I never want to do that again right. I'm very conscious to be fully led by the Holy Spirit so for me I connect with God through prayer through worship just sitting in his presence I always, if I feel like God is speaking to me about something and giving me direction, and I'm like, that's crazy. It probably is God. But I write it down and I, I say, okay, God, give me a scripture. Okay. Give me a scripture because I want to step out on a word. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like God has has led me v- to, to make big decisions, mm-hmm. to take honestly big steps of faith. But I've always stepped out on a word and I've always stepped out just on my prayer is always that God would put amplifiers on his whispers. So when I hear something in the middle of the night, I'm, I like, I'm like sleepily writing it in my notes. I'm like, I know that was God. This will make sense maybe in a few weeks. And I write right. it in my, I don't want to miss anything. Right. Because we, he's a speaking God. Yeah. He wants to speak to us. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes we, we get in his presence and we just have a lot to say or complain about. And we forget that it's a two-way conversation. Right. Like, we need to stop and listen. And mm-hmm. what is he saying to yeah. you? Just get your, get yourself in worship. Yeah. Just ask God for his direction because I never want to do anything that's in my own strength. If you feel like God's asking you something or directing you in a certain way, so ask him for a, a scripture. Ask yeah. him. Yes. He will, as you read his word, it'll mm-hmm. jump out at you. He'll confirm. Mm-hmm. He's, he's kind. Yes. Like, he's so kind. And he's not a God of confusion. So mm-hmm. just ask him and he'll make it clear. And then you need, you need to be obedient. I think sometimes, well, we haven't obeyed the last thing he asked us to do. So we're like, he's not saying anything Mm -hmm. because he's waiting for you to do the last thing he asked you to do. I always say, if God's (laughs) silent, just go back to the last time you heard him and make sure you did that. Right. But I love what you said. You said, amplify the whisper. Mm. God, would you amplify the whisper? And I believe that, you know, you mentioned a few things that the word, there is no substitution for the word. And when he speaks to us, it's never going to contradict the word. Right. Yeah. The, the wisdom of other people. Of yeah. having, we were created for community to have other people. You know, you share that in community with yes. people that you trust that are spiritually further down the road than you are. And then the work of the Holy Spirit also. So all three of those things together amplifies mm-hmm. the whisper. Yep. But you mentioned God's word. And I, I wholeheartedly believe, you know, Psalm 119, where it says your word is a lamp to my feet, a light to my path. Yeah. And we have got to get the word of God. There's no substitute for it. But, you know, I would love to hear from you. Maybe there's been a word from the word that either lit your path in those dark days or maybe is lighting your path in these days. Mm-hmm. But just a, a scripture that has just been, you know, just a, a, a huge light to give you the guidance that yeah. you needed in a season. 
So my life verse is Luke one thirty seven. Nothing is impossible with God. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say what I would encourage, there's two scriptures that come to mind, actually. God has not given us a spirit of fear, yeah. but a power, love, and a sound mind. Mm-hmm. I think fear keeps a lot of people from f- truly stepping into all God has called them to do. And and I'm not talking like a big career choice or a big, you know, starting a business, but it might look like that. Sometimes it's actually just picking up the phone and apologizing to someone, mm-hmm. or it's like reaching out and offering forgiveness mm-hmm. to a family member. Those are actually the yeah. big things. That or playing can- worship music yeah. in a car with someone that you're not even <laughs> sure if they're a believer. Seriously. And she's a little crazy. And she's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. So God has not given me a spirit of fear, power, love, and a sound mind. And the other one that I, I honestly, I've since I, be, you know, since twenty two till now, almost twenty years, I take every thought captive. I turn it to the obedience of Christ. Right. Because we, we just live in a world where there's a whole lot of thoughts, and mm-hmm. and I, I kind of think of them like birds that come and like land on your head. Like, are you going to let them build a nest, or are you going to just take every thought captive? Right. I turn it to the obedience of Christ. Mm-hmm. I speak that scripture out a lot. Yes. If I just you know, if I'm just driving and I know my thoughts have gone off, oh, ah, ah, I take mm-hmm. every thought captive and I right. turn it to the obedience of Christ. Like I speak it out because this is our sword, this sword yes. of the spirit, the word That's of God. Right. And I tell you, words are just so powerful. God yeah. created the world with words. Mm-hmm. Let there be light. And there was yeah. light. So I know I think I just gave you three or four. No, those are great. But I love that when you said <laughs> you're taking every thought captive because our lives yes. do move in the direction of our strongest thoughts. And if our strongest thoughts are not informed, by the Word of God and by the Spirit of God, we are walking down a different path than He has for us. And, yeah. But Emma, this has been so rich. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for just being consistent and pressing through and being just, you're s- such a world-class leader and pastor. And I'm just so proud of you Aww. and so grateful for you. Grateful for your friendship, grateful for your leadership, grateful for your voice. And I know everyone out there was grateful to hear just your words of encouragement today and so thank you for that we love you so much praying for history makers church the best days are ahead so excited about that but for those of you who are listening thank you for listening and don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any of our episodes and we've got an amazing lineup for the rest of season six so we'll catch you next time on the so good sisterhood podcast We're so glad you joined us today for the So Good Sisterhood podcast. For additional resources and show notes from today's episode, check out our website, SoGoodSisterhood.com. Remember, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, but He's always doing a new thing. What step are you going to take today so you don't miss out on it? If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with a friend or just leave us a comment. We hope today's episode leaves you feeling so good.